plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we are taping this on a Monday afternoon in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm on vacation this week, but I still want to bring you guys the latest news out of Cowboy Camp. The Cowboys are just a few days away from their first preseason game. It happens on Thursday on NBC, the Hall of Fame game against the Cardinals. So in order to prepare you for that game, I want to talk about some of the big question marks that the Cowboys have surrounding camp so far. Uh, it's been a busy camp filled with, unfortunately, a lot of injuries. Uh, on Sunday night, Chaz Green, it was revealed that he did not practice in the team's padded practice, and they were forced to move uh, Jonathan Cooper into that spot. Chaz Green's probably going to be out the next couple of weeks with a uh, muscle injury. We'll see what happens, but in the meantime, it's going to give Jonathan Cooper some time to play with the starters, and I think Cooper is a guy that the Cowboys obviously they like. They have had him playing with the ones even when Chaz Green is healthy, so it's going to be interesting to see how Cooper plays in the next few weeks. I'm going to assume that he's going to be the starter on in the game on Thursday. I'm interested to see if he can take over that role and be the full-time left guard. He's got a ton of a ton of ability. Uh, he's not the same athlete that he was at North Carolina, but he's still a good enough athlete that plays with a little bit more power than we saw when he was at Arizona and at North Carolina. Today we're going to talk about some of the bigger question marks surrounding the Cowboys as they enter camp. And or as they have through camp, not entering camp, I'm sorry. You know, I'm on that vacation, you know, just brain space now, but as the Cowboys have participated in camp, here are some of the biggest questions we're going to have after the Cowboys leave camp. The very first one, how will suspensions impact the defense? As of right now, we know for sure that DeMontre Moore is going to miss two games. We know that David Irving is going to miss four games, and we know that Randy Gregory is going to miss the season. However, there's also a chance that the Cowboys have even more suspensions on defense. Nolan Carroll was arrested for a DUI in June, and Damian Wilson has his aggravated assault case from July 4th. That one is a little bit more of a he said, she said situation. I'm interested to see how it plays out. But there's a chance that the Cowboys have five defensive starters, or at least four. And I mean, if you're not going to count Randy Gregory, at least four guys that won't be there at the beginning of the season. Now, that doesn't even count the injuries that could happen in the team's next five preseason games and throughout training camp. We've already seen guys like Jordan Lewis go down uh, in camp. Taco Charlton's dealt with a bad shoulder. Uh, Malik Collins has a hip flexor. Those little injuries on top of the suspension could drastically limit what the Cowboys can do in the first few weeks of the season. I'm going to be interested to see if they can overcome those suspensions and injuries 
and uh, what their team looks like because this is going to be a much different defense without some of the, those guys, especially David Irving and uh, Demontre Moore and Nolan Carroll because those are all guys that had a chance to start. And Damian Wilson was the starting Sam linebacker last year. So it's going to be a different unit for the first four or five games this season. We talked about the left guard spot a little bit. That's one of the bigger question marks kind of coming out of camp. Who's going to win that job? With Chaz Green likely out for the next two or three weeks, that's going to be Jonathan Cooper's spot to, to lose. I'm interested to see how Cooper does in the next few days. Next one. Should Tyrone Cropper move back to defensive tackle? Uh, before camp started, and actually in a couple days into camp, I thought it was pretty clear that the Cowboys should move Crawford back to defensive tackle. Uh, They're kind of loaded at end, not necessarily with a bunch of talent, but with a bunch of guys that could make the roster. But with the recent news of DeMontre Moore being suspended, uh, David Irving's suspension, Tyron's probably going to have to stick at left end. He he might even start at left end for the first uh, few, four, six, eight games of the season. So... I thought that moving Tyrone inside would give the Cowboys a little bit more depth on their defense. I thought it would uh, give them a little bit more uh, playing time for some of the younger kids. Like I'd love to see Charles Tapper and DeMontre Moore active every game. They give a little bit more explosion on the outside. But now with some of the injuries and some of the suspensions, I'm just not sure if the Cowboys can afford to move Crawford. While it makes sense that it would give Malik Collins a, you know, a more adequate backup and maybe they could rest uh, Collins more, the Cowboys are hurting at defense tackle. Or at defense end, excuse me. So I don't think they're going to have the ability to move Crawford to that spot despite that being his best position. We're going to pause real quick so I can tell you about SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sporting events and concerts can be complicated. But there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. was just looking up tickets to go to the Bills Jets home opener. Not too far from my house. I know I know you guys don't probably care about the Jets, or you guys think I'm crazy for wanting to go see a Jets game, but not too far. Uh, it's just the easiest way to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, just two taps, and I can instantly find my seats. But use it for Pirates games, whatever I want to go to. So simple. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L today. That's promo code L-O-N-F-L for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. My next question coming out of camp in Dallas. Who are the team's starting cornerbacks in week one? First of all, let's talk about Nolan Carroll. There's been a lot of videos and tweets about Nolan Carroll struggling in practice And I will say, yes, he has struggled. However, he is going up against Des Bryant and Terrence Williams compared to somebody like Jadobi Ouzier, who is going against Bryce Butler. There's a difference there. 
But I'm not sure that Carroll's going to be available for that week one game. Like I mentioned before in this podcast, I think there's a great chance that he suspended one or two games for his DUI and the Cowboys are forced to play Orlando Skandrick and Anthony Brown on the outside with one of the rookies probably playing in the slot. Now, I've mentioned this before in a couple of different podcasts, but week one against the Giants, the Giants run about 93% of their snaps out of three receiver sets. So you're going to see three cornerbacks on the field, if not four. Does Dallas decide to play Shadobi Awuzie as an outside corner and kick Skandrick back down to the slot? Do they try to you know match up depending on the receivers? Do they try to put... Uh, Chidobi on Brandon Marshall and use his size to try to stop Marshall and maybe use Brown's quickness against Odell Beckham? Or do they go with the veteran to with Orlando Skandrick and put him on Beckham? I'm super curious to see how the Cowboys match up, whether or not they just put the corners on the field and uh, let them play their sides, kind of like we saw last year with Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne. It's going to be a big question mark. The Cowboys have a lot of turnover in their secondary not just at cornerback, but also safety. You have to remember that they lost about 1,500 snaps last year from Barry Church and J.J. Wilcox. They got to replace those two guys somehow. The goal is to have Jeff Heath. Wouldn't be shocked if Kavon Frazier uh, finds some snaps in there. But this is a much different defensive unit, especially in the secondary. They're going to need Jordan Lewis to play a role on this defense. But until he gets back on the field and actually practices, there, we just don't know what to expect from him. I'm super interested to see what cornerbacks make it through camp and which ones are on the field to start week one for the Cowboys. Next one. How much did the Cowboys expect from Ryan Switzer? So after the release of Lucky Whitehead, it was assumed that Switzer has that job locked up as the team's fifth receiver and probably the punt returner and maybe the kick returner. Before Switzer hurt his hamstring, the Cowboys were using Switzer a lot on offense. They were using him and Cole Beasley at the same time, and defense had a hard time covering Ryan Switzer. But with his recent hamstring injury, you're just not sure how that's going to limit a player's role throughout the season. Maybe the Cowboys won't be as reliant on Switzer. Maybe they won't give him uh, as many snaps on offense as I thought. And to be fair, it's actually opened up chances for other receivers on the offense. Like I've mentioned before, Bryce Butler is having a fantastic camp. He's been amazing so far. This has easily been the best camp of his career so far. So if Switzer can't get back on the field and impress, maybe the Cowboys decide, hey, we've got Bryce Butler this is a veteran that knows the scheme. Let's give him some of those four, you know, the, the fourth receiver snaps on offense rather than Ryan Switzer. I, I think it's clear that the Cowboys are going to have some role for Switzer. I'm just not sure how big that role is going to be. And that's what I wanted to see in preseason was how much are they putting on his plate and how ready will he be for the season on offense. I know he's going to be ready as a returner, but I'm kind of curious to see what he can offer on offense. Now with his injury, I'm just not sure how much he's going to give you in year one. I know it's only you know, maybe a two- or three-week injury, but rookies cannot miss time in camp because this is when they're learning. This is when they're getting up to the speed of the game. And having Switzer on the sideline is 
not helping his chances of touching the ball a lot this season. And my final question uh, surrounding the Cowboys camp is a pretty obvious one. What should the Cowboys expect from Jalen Smith? Now, heading into training camp, I was probably a little bit more pessimistic than most on Jalen Smith. I, I thought that the Cowboys would would have him on the practice field. I wasn't sure how much we would even see him in pads, if we saw him in pads at all. Uh, but in the last few days, Jalen Smith has worked in pads in back-to-back days. He's been the second middle linebacker on their team. And you can see through practice and some of the videos that the team posts, he's not 100%. He might not even be 90%, but you can see that his comfort level is growing, and you can see that he's picking up the speed of the game, and you can see that he may be able to contribute this year. And while it might not be in week one, I think there's a very good chance that Jalen Smith plays a part in the Cowboys' defense this season. He's a little rusty. Uh, He still needs to learn how to play the position in the NFL because this is not a guy who we've seen be great in the NFL. Uh, he's, you know, he's really a rookie that's learning to play at this NFL speed, but I think he has a chance, and that's more than I thought he did a few weeks ago. So, Jalen, I've been impressed. Um, I'm open to the idea that he's going to help the Cowboys at some point this season. Just don't think he's going to be an All-Pro linebacker in year one. But then, I don't know. I've been I've been wrong about Jalen before, so I'm interested to see what he can show in preseason and the rest and through the rest of the time in training camp. That's it for today's show. I know these ones are short today, but uh, for this week, they're going to probably be around 15 minutes long. We'll make sure we get you guys all caught up. As always, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, or you can reach the show uh, at Locked on Cowboys. Make sure you hit us up on iTunes. We're on Stitcher now. We're on all those websites that you need to find this podcast. Make sure you check it out. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.